What's up? This is Scott Sapp, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. This is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 221. My name is Brando. So excited for today's guest. Someone I've wanted to talk to, well, basically my entire career because everyone called me Scott Stapp when I was younger and had long hair, but more about that in a minute. Because while Scott Stapp is our guest for today, I'm so excited. If you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, I've Definitely not hid my feelings about my fandom of Creed. Uh, his solo work is great. And we're going to talk about his solo work today. And of course, the six degrees of Gene R. Bacon that he has. And uh, after the interview, we'll do some Mr. Mailstone. How does that sound? We haven't done that in a while. But first, hey, Scott. Hey, what's up, Brandon? That's me. It's really nice hey, to meet man, you. How are, yeah, nice to meet you over the phone. How you doing? This has been, I've wanted to talk to you for, for so long. Just gr- growing up on your your music, uh, when I was younger and, and had hair, uh, people would say I looked like you. It was just, um, so it's just, a, I just want to say before we start, it's just a privilege to, to get to speak with you today because I know you're a busy guy. Oh, man. Well, thanks so much for, for the kind words, and, and it's an honor to speak with you too, my friend. Thank you. And um, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I know we're just meeting, but I, I'm so proud of, of just where you've, you, you've come and I was re- recently just talking to Donnie V from former Enough's Enough, and he is five years sober. I, I often talk about mental health and uh, sobriety on the show. Uh, come December, it'll be five years for me without a drink. And I know you, right. you've, uh, you know, you've obviously, you know, you talked publicly about uh, mental health and your struggles, which has helped me and it helped, me, of course, many of your other fans. But this this song you have is is another message that we get to learn from the world I used to know. I guess I want to know with that, was there a specific event that inspired you to write it or is it just the overall chaos of what's going on right now? You know, I, I think that, that at the time the song was written, uh, subconsciously, I, I think that, that I was just feeling and sensing the underbelly uh, of what was already happening that, that hadn't just fully exploded. Uh, like we've seen this year, um, you know, I, 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 I'm sure that, uh, that, that, you know, via the news and, and, and other press outlets, uh, you know, that, that I was reading or, or whatnot, um, was giving me that impression, uh, you know, and, and, and so I think it, it just, it just came out, uh, you know, as a, as an observation of what, was was manifesting at a much smaller scale, but then you know here we are today, um, and uh, the volcano has erupted. It's like every day you turn on the TV, and, and just something has just gotten worse, and there's more unrest. Um, which is why I appreciate the avenue that you're using 
Because the, the song came out, uh, you know, after your last album, of course, The Space Between the Shadows, but the lyric video just came out for National uh, Voter Registration Day. So yeah. uh, I, I guess I want to ask, I like that what you did with it, uh, having a very hard rock song in a lyric video, as opposed to maybe where a lot of musicians, and maybe you can give me your opinion on this, just going on Twitter or, or just just talking like that, just kind of just tweeting and, and retweeting and maybe not using their um, their bread and butter, so to speak, in, in putting the, the words to music. So is there, uh, do you prefer a preference or is this just like the best way to express yourself is always through music? I mean, from my standpoint, it's always the best scenario when your art can be the voice uh, and do the talking for you. Um, I, I think it, it's just, it was just a serendipitous situation, but I also feel that it, it, if you don't have something uh, that lines up uh, like, like I did uh, with this song and this lyric video, uh, I definitely think that it, it's totally appropriate. Uh, and, and I support uh, the other artists and entertainers and those with a platform uh, using it to uh, express their feelings and, and, in, and encouraging those that, that look up to them and follow them to do something positive like, you know, vote, uh, you know, no matter what side you're on or whether you're right down the middle trying to make a decision. Uh, I think educating people uh, and raising awareness that uh, the way we can make change uh, in our democratic republic is through our vote. And, uh, you know, and, and that's an important message to put out there. And so, you know, I support, uh, you know, however that message gets out, but it's, it's again, it, it's awesome when, when, you know, what you do uh, creatively and as an artist lines up uh, with a message uh, that you want to get out. And especially with this uh, song, as I mentioned, it's just a hard rock and just the, the, the Scott Stapp I grew up with. It's not like a, uh, a folk song or, you know, Kumbaya. It's just in your face with a message. And that's just, it obviously, it reaches people like me, you know, like it's, I, I get it. I don't, it doesn't come off as preachy. It's just a great hard rock song with a message, which it, it, it always should be. Thanks, man. I mean, I, I, think, I think musically it represents what I was feeling and, and tapping into these emotions. I, I think what we're seeing out there in the world right now, not just politically, uh, but because of this you know, pandemic that's happened, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of ashes burning just under the skin. Um, and, and I think that, that, you know, having that rock and heavy uh, music behind it uh, and, and, and the aggression that I'm singing with, uh, in the song, I, I think it fits. I think it's it's a it's a motif that kind of fits as the soundtrack, in, in my opinion, uh, to a lot of what's going on um, with how people are feeling and how emotionally invested uh, people are. Not only in the political world we live in nowadays, um, but also in life uh, and in trying to overcome uh, this pandemic. It's just interesting how it all played out. How are you handling? quarantine because obviously you're, you're busy you know promoting uh, you know you're still hot off the heels of uh, the space between the shadows and obviously promoting this uh this lyric video but are you writing are you uh binge watching anything how are you handling uh quarantine well it's gone through phases initially uh, i just hunkered down with with my family and my kids 
um, and just dove into daddy husband uh, mode and, and uh, you know, just really took advantage of, of uh, the opportunity I had to spend this extra time uh, with, with my kids and my wife. I was also promoting a new single right at the beginning. Um, so I was still, you know, working, uh, but from home, technology affords us that, that ability, some of us, to be able to continue to, to you know, do Zoom meetings, Zoom interviews, uh, you know, in lieu of visiting radio stations, I was doing Zoom calls and, right. and phone calls. And, and then after that phase passed, I, I continued, of course, with, with, with the kids and, and looking for projects. You know, we, we started a little farm and, and built a, uh, a chicken coop and had chickens and ducks and, and raised them from little, little chickies to now they're, you know, they're big ducks or mm-hmm. big chickens and, and, uh, you know, they're free range, but they got a place to go at night that's safe. And, and, uh, you know, so that was a project we did. We've got, had other projects just trying to stay busy. And, and then, uh, of, of course there's a little, you know, just itch, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? Uh, you know, I, I, I want to work, but I can't, um, you know, we found a way to socially distance through zoom and, 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 uh, other formats, a concert, uh, and put that out, uh, a mini concert and put that out for the fans. Right. And, and then I think everything started to sink in even deeper with what was going on, uh, in the world and, 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 and songs began to come, uh, especially over the last couple months. Uh, a lot of writing, uh, a lot of singing into my, my cell phone as melodies, as uh, riffs, um, as, as other ways that I create songs come, come to me. Uh, you know, I document them and, and, and then go back and, and begin to write. So it's really kind of been an evolution. And I, and I think I felt the same concern, uh, the same worry, the same fear at times, uh, the same frustration. As, as probably everyone has at some point. I, I know it. everyone has it at a different level uh, as I'm uh, fortunate enough uh, in my life to be able, you know, to weather, you know, not being on the road for six to nine months. It's tough, man. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's definitely not been easy. It is tough. And, and I'm lucky because I'm, I'm working from home right now. I'm in my apartment in Queens. I'm normally in a studio and at iHeartRadio and Tribeca, so we all got to adapt, but everything you're talking about is one of the reasons why, what makes you so relatable. You know, you were never on this pillar. You were just a very tangible person with the very similar feelings that we all uh, have. And I know I don't, I don't have you here forever, so I wanted to, um, as this is Appetite for Distortion podcast, uh, I uh, when I announced that you were coming on the show and a lot of people were excited and saying people who met you were the nicest people and someone have, uh, shared a picture I hadn't seen before. Uh, as I mentioned, I thought I saw all of the pictures of you since I looked like you in high school and, and everyone would say, you know, send me all pictures and text me pictures of you all the time. It was a picture of you uh, slash uh, Miles Kennedy and Mark Tremonti. And I guess I, I want to ask you, because as I mentioned earlier, uh, I talk about mental health and addiction a, a lot and talked about Slash and talked about Doff and Steven Adler. So I guess I'm just curious what uh, experiences you may have, uh, those worlds colliding. Have you crossed worlds at all with uh, – with Guns N' Roses or maybe Revolver at the time? I crossed paths with uh, 
Flash years ago at the Sunset Marquee in L.A. Uh, back in probably the first time I crossed paths with him uh, in probably 1998-ish. Um, and, uh, and then I crossed, I'm sure, uh, I can't remember every situation, but bumped into him here or there in passing. And, and then, of course, the photo that, that you saw. But always just a, hey, how are you? That's it. You know, nothing beyond that. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, he's a, a musical icon. He's, he's, he's a legend. Uh, and uh, have much respect and admiration for the work that he's done and the, the legacy that, that he uh, has left in music. And, uh, you know, big fan of Guns N' Roses, man. Right on. I guess because I was, I was hoping that, because I've said for a long time to my my listeners that if Velvet Revolver was, because they tried finding a new lead singer, um, well, before Scott passed, but when he was fired, and I always thought you would have been a perfect fit. So there was part of me hoping that that was a secret somewhere, that you would have been uh, thought of as a new lead singer for Velvet Revolver. But I guess only in my dreams that uh, that happens. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you think about it. Maybe who knows in the future, everyone's bored right now. Maybe you'll, you'll do something to, together. Who knows? Again, that'll probably just be a dream of mine. Um, Scott, just thank you so much. I know you have a lot to, to get to today. Is there anything that you want to leave us with as far as what we could look forward to, whether it's another single release? Um, and I mean, I know you mentioned uh, some of the, the zoom shows or the Facebook live shows, but is there anything specific that you want to perhaps get us exci- excited about? Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I'm definitely focused on World I Used to Know right now, uh, and just getting the word out uh, with that track. It's it's a track that that uh, I had uh, always intended on releasing. It just felt like the time was now, uh, and so I'm excited to share that uh, with the fans um, and and with those who may not know uh, of my solo music, um, and so. Uh, that's exciting. And, and then I'm creating new music. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited that when that comes fully into fruition, uh, I can, I can share that, uh, Great. Uh, with the rock community and, and, uh, and, and then, you know, for those that are still at home or, or, or didn't see, I, I did, uh, an acoustic show, uh, online and, and played some really heavy tunes, man, acoustic. Um, and, uh, so you can find that on my Facebook page, uh, on my Instagram page, uh, and uh, we'll make sure to get you, uh, the exact, uh, locations and, and links, uh, for that. Cause, uh, for those, uh, folks out there that, that like to hear heavy riff driven tunes played acoustic, but with that same energy, uh, I think it's right up their alley, man. Of course. I mean, again, this is a GNR themed podcast and they have a lot of acoustics. So this is you know, right up my alley. It's right up my listeners alley. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'll share it on my social media as well. Cause I have yet to check that out. So I'm actually excited to, I'll probably check it out as soon as we hang up. Um, Scott, awesome, awesome, man. this was, a, again, this was a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I hope we get to, to do this again. Yeah, it would be, it would be awesome, man. And thank you so much for your time, Brandon. I appreciate it. Amazing. And I'm not lying about uh, being a huge Creed fan. I remember in high school, in my CD uh, player, Human Clay lived in there for years. 
I remember one time we were watching, I guess, like some shitty movie in class. It was just one of those days with the sub. And I guess decided to listen to my CD. And uh, I had Human Clay on blast. I didn't realize how loud it was. So some girl came up to me. and was like, can you turn that down? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. That I'm blasting my creed. <laughs> this was before it was quote unquote cool to hate on them. Which, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Same thing with Nickelback. Just just dumb. They're talented bands. You don't have to like certain bands or artists, but, you know, um, I think the word suck really just belongs to, like, Beavis and Butthead. You know what I mean? Uh, and I saw Creed, I think it was 2002, at the Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders used to play. Um, or Yeah, they used to play. They were supposed to spit, split time this year before the uh, pandemic there. Um, that's another story. I saw them with uh, Jerry Cantrell and I believe 12 Stones. So all these years later to talk to him. And uh, as many of you saw when I teased the the interview with Scott, uh, that it is true. <laughs> I posted a picture of myself when I was younger, early 20s with long hair. And I did look like Scott Stapp. <laughs> I, it kind of annoyed me at the time, I guess. I don't know. I mean... I guess just like how kids are. You look like this, eh, you know. But as soon as there was a VH1, um, when VH1 had those like top 100 countdowns of hard rock songs or one-hit wonders, you remember back in the day when not just MTV played music, but VH1 did, and they, they did the top 100 sexiest artists of all time. And keep in mind, this was several years ago. Um Scott Stapp, I remember, was 83. <laughs> so he was the, the number three sexiest artist of all time at the time. So that's when I started taking the compliment. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that to Scott and make it weird right away. Um, let's keep it weird, though, okay? Because I know that's uh, that's what you like. So uh, my, my weird segment, my weird soundbite for fan mail, we like to call... Mr. Mailstone. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. So I haven't done this in a while. Uh, I want to read your comments. And there are many avenues you can reach out to me. And I, I look at them all. You know, uh, you can always email me at the show at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash the AFD show, Twitter at the AFD show, Appetite for Distortion on Instagram. I've started to upload a lot more interviews to, to YouTube, uh, specifically the ones with, that are done by Zoom, you know, the, the visual aspects of it. They all were living on Facebook, but now, you know, let's just put them on YouTube and it's probably an, an easier find. So however you reach out to me, I kind of collected them all or, or a, a choice few and I want to read them back, okay? Uh, this one I got from Sneed Rock. Brando, the Dez interview was amazing. Honestly, I've never been a Cold Chamber or Devil Driver fan, but that was so good. Honestly, I, I, I'm with you, Sneed. I, I respect the hell out of Cold Chamber and Devil Driver, but I'm not always the biggest fan of, of the screaming vocals. Maybe when it's like a kill switch engage where it's in and out of the clean and the in the, uh, the the hard vocals, but uh, still, when I had the opportunity to interview Dez uh, from from Devil Driver, 
I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, the guy is, uh, you know, uh, a legend in that genre. And wow, what a conversation it was. It was on the same episode as Dave Mustaine. And we just started talking about, you know, not just music, but sobriety and mental health. And he was just a cool dude. Just a really cool dude. And it's funny, um, I don't usually sign on to Skype normally, but we, we I, that's how I spoke to, to Des. And I signed on the other day, yeah, like probably for the first time since I interviewed him. I saw a message saying, keep this, keep this number, brother. So I guess Des loved the interview too. So thank you. Uh, next up, we got Luca. Hello, Brando. Just a random check-in since I listened to the interview with Tracy Amos. You're still doing a great job all those episodes, all these episodes later. Keep rocking and stay happy and healthy. Thank you, Luca. So obviously I'm getting to some comments I haven't had for a while. I mean, Tracy Amos wasn't too long ago. Uh, that's also one of the interviews since that was done on Zoom that is on YouTube. And, and Luca is like many of you, just randomly sending me message, messages uh, throughout the years of just encouragement. Not really wanting anything, just, you know, just um, just, just nice, uh, kind words. So, just, so thank you, Luca. Uh, just simply, this is from uh, Dana from Iowa. So I want to give you a shout out because I, I see your comment on a lot of stuff. Uh, enjoy your shows. Keep up the great work. Thank you. See, just short, simple, and makes me feel good. <laughs> uh, this is from Raphael from Brazil. And, um, and, and I for, forgive me if I mispronounce the, uh, I guess, the city that you're from. Uh, hello, man. I'm a fan here from Minas Gerias. I probably should have just skipped it because I'm, I'm just embarrassing myself. I used to remember in, uh, in high school just struggling with Spanish. I, I, I wish I had that brain. So from Brazil, forgive me. <laughs> you, can, you, you can laugh at me, Raphael. Uh, I went to the MetLife show. So he's from Brazil, and he went all the way to New Jersey to see, uh, I guess, the same show I saw a few years ago. Uh, I like your podcast. Thanks for not keeping them informed. Then uh, New York says, like, oh, sorry for my English. My intention was to thank you. I know I make mistakes in writings in peace. Well, that's totally fine, man. I actually, I love that. I love when people reach out uh, from other countries. And I, again, I need to expand my intellect. I need to know how to pronounce other countries. And the fact that, you know, if English is not your first language, and you listen to my podcast, whoa, that's that's the ultimate, I think. Because it, I don't know how hard it is, you know, for for you. You, you may understand English, but you have to, I don't know, listen to it a couple times. I, I don't know. Raphael is, is smarter than me. So uh, I get messages like that a lot. And even when I get comments in other languages, it's cool because Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook just have a translate button right there. So uh, certainly I encourage, I have listeners all over the world and that's how it's possible really because I'm a goon and I can't speak other languages. I, I, in Hebrew school, at one point I knew how to read Hebrew, but at the time I didn't even know what I was saying. I just knew what I was saying to get bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, next one up, we got Poncho from Texas. Hey Brando, I followed your blog for a couple of years. I guess you can call it a blog. You know, a combination of uh, the videos that I do, um, not just the video interviews, but I've done some just videos talking to, to you, the, the things that I post and the podcast. So if you want to combine them all, it could be a blog. Sure. Uh, great stuff. 
My favorite stuff is when you dig way back into the unknown peeps who were connected to the GNR, connected with GNR back in their early days. On a side note, I do a portrait or I do portrait art as a hobby and have a slash portrait. I would love to send you. Um, I send you a print if that's possible. Not looking for anything in return. I'm just a big Guns N' Roses fan too, and thought you might dig it. Well, he sent me the um, the photo of what it's going to look like, and it's incredible, really incredible. I mean, the fact that he's willing to send me that is 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 so kind. I've gotten some of those over the years. I remember. Oh, I I wish I could remember this this uh the handle's name, but this is when Ian was still on the show. This was early on. Uh, just seeing the magic of just being a Guns N' Roses fan and how it connects people. Someone sent us pins, and I still have uh, I still have an Axl Rose pin. Uh, his his high top shoes on my on my uh, leather jacket, my my jean jacket, and there was one of a, an Ill, a milk carton that says "Where's Izzy?" So there were just pins, and I remember that back in the day. So I'll certainly post the picture of when I get the um, your your art. And let me just say, because I've started to post a lot of the fan art, especially on Instagram. Whoa. I mean, not just, uh, let's just talk about, yeah, we were just talking about like the talent to speak multiple languages, but wow. Some of the, the fan art on uh, Guns N' Roses fan art online that you can find is just mind blowing. It really is. I would love for one day GNR's social media to start like, sharing those because some of these drawings deserve to be seen like more than just, I guess this, because these aren't like, I guess, professional artists that are putting this on uh, like deviant art or just Google images or, you know, just, just, that's what all I do. I guess Google GNR fan art. And of course I always credit the person, but I, cause I want more people to see it because some of them are just, again, breathtaking, <laughs> I guess. Sorry. I guess watched uh, Seinfeld. Um, I also, so those, those are some specific messages, but uh, I noticed because I tweeted this and I really did appreciate the response. I wasn't sure what I was going to get from it. But, you know, speaking of people with talent that maybe not uh, not many people see, you know, we're talking about the, the drawings and, and just you want more eyes to see it. Sometimes, I'm not going to lie, it, it bums me out when I see GNR fan pages that have thousands upon thousands of followers. And all they do is share old pictures, pictures that they have no ownership of. Uh, it's usually not always accompanied by any sort of uh, thought-provoking question. It's just pictures with hashtags, and I mean that's great. I mean I don't. It's it's really no big deal. That's what a fan site is. But when you got me and I'm doing original interviews, and I do get these rare pictures sometimes from guests their own pictures that they send me to share. Uh, and and I, I've said before, you know, thankfully um, I, that I work for iHeart. I, I would have, I do this podcast kind of as my own thing, but it ties into my, my real job sometimes. So I have access to some Getty images. So some crisp, clear pictures from uh, professional Getty photographers that I share with you that no one really else has access to. You have to have a paid account to Getty to get them, and iHeart uh, allowed me to use their their account, to, and I share Guns N' Roses pictures with you. So, you know, I, I share these rare things, you know, quizzes, um, polls, thought provoking questions, 
you know, and, and, and the interaction with my listenership, I think is bar none. So you all are incredible. But when I look at my, like my Twitter following, it's just, it depresses me at times. I don't like saying that, but I admit it. So let me read some of the comments on that thread. Let's start here. This was from Good Times Dad. I like that, uh, that handle. Truth is, unless you're really trying to make a living off it, number of followers doesn't matter. Quality of followers beats quantity. And I know, uh, and I, know I appreciate what you do. So thank you, Good Times Dad. And uh, well, th- that's also that's true in a bit. I, I certainly would never ever pay for followers, but the truth is, managers and labels do look at following. Because how many people have a have a podcast? Everyone, their mother has a podcast. So for me, just to reach out, even when I say you know I work for iHeartRadio, which helps me, um, but they they still look. Thankfully, I've reached a point where I, I've had a, a very impressive guest list. So resume, so to speak, uh, plenty of news articles written about my my interviews, including recently. So uh, shout out to uh, Ultimate Guitar and and Tone Deaf for picking up my my interview with Joel Miller, the 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 former roadie of STP and GNR, who wrote a really uh, cool book on on Amazon, uh, and that's just that's cool. It was even like with a big big name guest, and I'm getting those kinds of interviews picked up and translated or transcribed rather. And Matt, and that's so that's what helps me continue to get bigger and bigger guests. That's what helped me get D Snyder. Honestly, that person said, "Oh, I I, I love your guest list." You know, his label said, "I love your guest list." What's uh, D's six degrees of of GNR bacon? So that helps me. But you know, at the end of the day. Or maybe at first glance, a higher a higher following does help. And obviously, you want more people to follow you because that means that more people know about you. And so, I mean, I don't want to keep going down that road, but the the messages that you sent of support, I didn't know if that was going to come off obnoxious because I, I said, uh, and I'll say it again here, I'm not proud that this bothers me, but it does. So I, don't, I want to read some of the uh, other than Good Times Dad. Uh, I gave the Cynthia Waller, so another uh, you know great great uh, follower of this podcast. Uh, she said, "You're so right, Brando. Same picks over and over again. Your content is fresh, new, and original. You are my favorite and top page. I personally go to. Thank you for all you do. I will start retweeting more. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So yeah, retweeting and sharing." really does does help. Uh, Geraldine, I believe she's from France. Uh, I appreciate your work. Thank you, and don't give up. No, I'm not giving up. Certainly not giving up. It's just, can't help but get frustrated sometimes or just scratch your head and be like, why? Why does this website, you know, have this amount of followers? And it just doesn't make sense, you know. Uh, Dave Holmes, who's, I believe he, he is super furry chub. <laughs> He's oh, what a, the best handle ever. He's been on the, the podcast before for fan obsession. You do a great job, Brando. Keep the, up the good work, brother. Uh, Laura and Andy, that's one, uh, one page. Uh, you're my fave GNR page. If that helps, which it does. Uh, the great Brandino, not me. That's uh, another person said, stay the course, man. Love the content. Love it. Uh, Mark Lyons, only McCahill, uh, who's been a lawyer, fo- loyal follower. You'll get there, Brando. All the true GNR fans know what a great job you're doing and bringing us solid content. Thank you. Uh, J.K. Anderson said, thank you for all. Thank you for doing what you do. 
Uh, Blue Jean Baby, you are awesome. Leonardo Diaz, great job, Brando. So many in original, so many great and original stories. Keep up the great work. And uh, let me see what else, because I can again, I can keep going, which is just like it made me feel so well. I'll give this person a shout out. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Original Misfit. Uh, all uh, hey, all you the rock dedicated GNR fans uh, know who you are. For me, this is the only GNR fan site I follow, not including past and present members. Uh, so I, I, I more than understand your frustrations, and I just checked a retweet of your post. They got more likes than for the retweet, not the, not my original post. So, you know, social media, it's 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 weird. It just really is. But I'm not giving up. Of course not. Again, it's just like a a head scratcher and. You know what? After I posted that, I got a bunch more followers. So sometimes maybe the Jewish guilt works. <laughs> but you have no idea how much I appreciate every single one of you that either responded to that specific tweet or just randomly reaches out with words of encouragement and support. I can't express how much that means. I, I, I listen back to some of the older episodes and I say this a lot, but it's what keeps me going. It's why I've been doing this podcast for so long and, and, gives me the platform to interview people like Scott Stapp and, and to keep going. So as long as you keep supporting, I'll keep pushing. And maybe one day, one day we'll, we'll get some of the, the OG, the appetite five on this podcast. Stranger things have happened. So until next time, when will you see the next episode of appetite for distortion? Well, in the words of Axel Rose once concerning Chinese democracy, You'll see it. I don't know if as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home. <laughs>